This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Go to LinkSoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to NestBedding.com. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. And the pitch is swung on, hit the right field, hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track over his head and over the wall. Do you believe that? And 29 other MLB clubs. Ramirez with a drive to deep right, away, back, goal! Go, hey! It's a bomb out there by the Rocks. And boy, oh boy, this third inning is now showtime. It is a judgy in blast. All rise. Here comes the judge. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From humidors to spin rates to game-changing moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of A's Cast Live. It is Tuesday. I hope everybody enjoyed the day off as the athletics continue. Do we still call this the homestand? Because really, when you sleep in your own bed, it's hard to call that a road trip. And these players don't care where they play. The big thing is that you didn't have to get on a plane and go anywhere. So this is, is this like a... Um, I'm not going to call it like a 10 and a half, but something almost like that for a homestand. It's a 10-game homestand. We have two in the second half. Just had one. We have another one. I think it's in September. Is this like an addition? Is this like a 12-game homestand? I mean, yeah. When all you have to, The only thing you have to do to get across the, the, the bay essentially is take the ferry or the bridge. What about the guys that live in San Francisco? Scooter. It's even more of a home game. Muni. Maybe the bus. Yeah, the Uber to take yeah. it right down. Or, so. you know, old-fashioned, just walk. <laughs> <laughs> take, a, take a cable car. Yeah, there, I mean, there's so many. The, 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 limit, the uh, possibilities are endless. All righty, great show for you today. Obviously, it's going to be exciting over in San Francisco tonight. We're going to have a lot of fans over there as they're doing a, uh, another is, – is this, will this also be a reverse boycott tonight over at, the, uh, over at uh, Oracle Park? I think it's they're, reuni- they're uniting the bay is what they're what Reunited they're and it feels so good, peaches and herb. I don't know if it's that, but I think it's unite the bay is what they're calling it. We're all going to come. They're all going to come together as Bay Area people, all come as one. The San Francisco Giants, who have been doing everything to kick out the A's out of the Bay Area, are now your friends. Okay. Uh, George Contos, World Series champion, of course. See him on NBC Sports, Bay Area, doing Giants pre- and post-game live. We'll be here at 4.30. And from the Farm Report, Bill Moriarty is going to stop by. I just saw that we got a text from Bill Moriarty. I think Bill, in our lives, not to say Bill has not been 
important in our lives, but I think Bill is more important in our lives than ever before. Oh, well, yeah, with all the transition and young guys we're trying to pay attention to, there's no one better to have boots on the ground than Bill Moriarty. I mean, Bill, Bill's got – you know, it's almost like I'm not even going to put it on Ed Sprague. I'm not even going to put it on the, the Giants coaches. I'm going to put it on Bill to find us some pitching because I know there's hitting down there, down in the weeds, as Shooty Babbitt likes to call it. Bill's got to find some pitching. Because that has been the thing, and that happens to a lot of organizations who decide to go young and then do what, you know, it's a rebuild, whatever the hell you want to call it. Retool is Justin Herbert. I just saw that too. Five years, $262.5 million to play quarterback in the NFL. You want to I'll give you one better. Jalen Brown on the Boston Celtics is now the highest paid player in the NBA. He got a five-year deal worth over $300 million. Justin Herbert's won what? Um, I don't think he has even been in the playoffs. It's an NFL contract. Uh, actually, all- he has. They lost, to the, they lost to the Jaguars in the first round. It's uh, It'll all be backloaded. The numbers are all – the NFL contracts are a joke. It'd be like, this guy signed for, and then he realized there's the big signing bonus. All of it's backloaded. So then years like, – like Derek Carr. Is Derek Carr still a Raider? What about that huge – they backload everything, and then they punt out of those contracts. The agents just like to say, hey, I got the 262. I will say this. As much as I like the NFL system, and I wish we had it for baseball, it would be far better. I do like that we don't do contracts like that. I like the fact that I know that if I'm paying a guy like Trevor May, Trevor May's making what, seven? Seven million. Trevor May's getting seven million. Now, you know what the deal is. So, if you've got to trade Trevor May, and people, I guess, somehow believe that the A's would trade Trevor May and maybe eat some of the money. <laughs> I think it was the athletic that read that uh, in. That's not happening. That's not happening. It was all to get a higher level prospect. Is that's what not, the, ha- that's not happening. Um, at least you know what the money is. You know. I got a couple of things that I want to get into. Oh, yeah. So, Bill Moriarty at 530, George Contos at 430. I am going to be petty. I have no problem being petty. I have no problem being a troll. I enjoy the San Francisco Giants' misery right now. I really do. Um, I was giddy about it on Sunday when I was doing my scoreboard. We don't usually talk about the San Francisco Giants. Uh, Back in my 95-7 The Game days on my talk show, I got to rip them all the time, and it was fun. And it really – I had this relationship with Giant fans because they would listen. I mean, when you were coming to my talk show, you knew what you were getting. So they would listen. And then they'd be on the text line. I remember – what do we used to call that text line? Uh, Um so, oh, boy. Whatever it was. They'd text me and be like, kiss DGDG.com the text line. Kiss the rings, Townie. Kiss the rings. They used to have all this kind because of, I'd rip Posey's not a Hall of Famer. Anything I could to troll Giant fan, I did. And I really enjoyed it. The San Francisco Giants had to do that little makeup, by the way, yesterday. A lot of people I don't think were paying attention. They had the bad weather in Detroit like everybody does. Why didn't that stadium be forced to have a retractable roof? 
Anybody, anybody in the mi- upper were, Midwest. Were those, were, were, were those a thing when they built that ballpark? Yeah, they had them. How old, are, how old is, what is it, what do they call that ballpark? Comerica? They had the, I mean, the Sky Dome was built in what year? No, that's true. That's a retractable. I'm trying to Yeah, the Sky Dome, I'm not going to. Comerica was bo- built in uh, 2000. So, yeah, because the Brewers have one and so do the, uh, I'm not the Mariners. Gonna, I'm not going to say that the first retractable roof was Sky Dome. But it's got to be one of the earliest. They should. They they all should have roofs. Minnesota should have a roof. Detroit should have a roof. Put a roof or a tarp over Wrigley. It's the amount of rain and bad weather games they have is ridiculous. So the Giants had to make it up yesterday. And when I woke up yesterday, and my phone alerts me for some reason, I get Giants uh, alerts. I think, I don't know why, I must have a long time ago in my talk show days, by the way, probably put that in there for CBS. It goes, Giants and Tigers are starting. I went, oh, boy, Motor City Kitties and my old friend A.J. Hinch. Um, Giants lost that 5-1. to one. Giants have been outscored. They have lost six in a row. They have been outscored 34-9 to nine during that time. The Giants have been limited to one run or fewer in four consecutive games for the first time since 2018. Hitless in the last 23 at-bats with runners in scoring position. Got them right where we want them. Oh, this, this, is, this is where you wish that the players would take on your personality as a fan base. These guys, I don't, I mean, I'm looking at the lineup right now. I don't expect these guys to understand how bad that, you know, would be to beat these guys, how great it would be to take these guys down and play spoiler. Because right now, if you're not following it, it is one of the cool things about the expanded playoffs. The National League is wild right now. It's absolutely wild. You've got the Cincinnati Reds. 55 and 47. You have the Arizona Diamondbacks, 54 and 47. You've got the Miami Marlins, 54 and 47. You've got the San Francisco Giants at 54 and 47. Follow along, kids. That means they're all basically tied. With right behind them, the Philadelphia Phillies at 53 and 47. So essentially, one game separates the Reds, Diamondbacks, Marlins, Giants, and Phillies from those three playoff spots. One game. Reds have a half-game lead over Arizona, Miami, San Francisco, and then a half-game back and a full game back at Cincinnati is Philly. This is ultimate scoreboard watching. This is what parody does for sports. And this is flat-out entertainment. And then there's going to be people in Chicago and San Diego who go, you know, we're a winning streak away from still being in this too. The National League is absolutely crazy. It's entertaining. And the A's can be full on spoilers the next two games. Can you imagine? Well, we got eight days for the trading deadline. Yeah, it's next Tuesday, the first. Eight days. And after that, there's no more waiver process. That's gone. You cannot get a player from another organization. After Tuesday, this is it. And if the A's could go win, my God, this would be so great, and beat the Giants two straight, 
and the Giants are now down to six days left of the trading deadline, and they got an eight-game losing streak. That will that it won't be as won't be as great as watching the Yankees be in last place. I am I, I relish that. I mean, I take a picture of it every morning just to make myself feel good. Uh, don't worry, Aaron Judge could be back this weekend. All everything's gonna be saved. Season saved. Aaron Judge was at the Drake concert at Madison Square Garden walking Drake down. He's fine. So, yeah, Giancarlo was there, too. He's fine. Problem is, Giancarlo couldn't – he missed half the high fives coming down the stairs. <laughs> if you – I knew there was going to be some joke in there. It's pretty good. Too soon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great. That, it is great that they're in last place, though. Oh, my God. I mean, to watch the Yankees – well, actually, they're actually tied with Boston right now, so it's even better. To see Boston and New York at the bottom together. And Boston made oh. a trade today, too. I don't know. Kike. Kike back to the Dodgers. I think I've seen this before. Now, it's funny. Kike Hernandez traded I, – I, I, I did not see who, who was – we did – Kike Hernandez, pretty decent name, World Series champion, good player, came over from Cuba, um, but not a big deal. But people are trying to make – this is how bad the trade deadline has been is they want to make this a big trade. People want to because this time of the year we want big trades, man. This is one of the cool things about our sport versus all the other sports. We have real trades where guys are changing, and this isn't that big of a deal. No, it isn't. They got two minor leaguers back, Boston did. Uh, Nick Robertson was thrown 10 in the third innings in the majors this year, and minor league right-hander Justin Hagenman – from the Dodgers, uh, Robertson was already tri- optioned to AAA. So two pitchers for Kike Hernandez, who was making 10 mil this year. I, weird to see the Red Sox do a salary dump. It, it's but. He's hitting 222 with an under 600 OPS. We just saw the Red Sox. We saw the Red Sox before the All-Star break. We saw the Red Sox after the All-Star break. Uh, Duran has become, I mean, that the guy who's built like a free safety He's, and he's fast. He's going to play. Duvall is going to play. And Trevor Story's coming back. So they don't need him. So it's just a salary dump. Um, but how great would it I, – I hope A's players, please, think about us tonight. Go out there and sweep these guys. Oh, my God, and add to their misery. They've lost six in a row. And that is the best part about when you have interleague play – and the teams in the same market play each other. Whether it's Cubs and White Sox, Angels, Dodgers, Mets, Yankees are starting a series tonight. You can't beat it. I guess Nats, Orioles. I mean, you can't. This is your chance to play spoiler. Games are always rowdy. I think it's great for our young players to play in these games so they get a sense of what it's like to play for a packed house, a game that's really spirited. Let's go. And I, I know Mark Kotze is not going to say anything to him, and I don't expect them to, but I, I wish they'd take on that passion. I wish they'd take on, you know, how much this means and what it would mean. Take it to these guys for two games would be absolutely fantastic. Seeing Giants, one of my best friends is a Giants fan. So My doctor is a Giants fan. I went to the doctor today, and he had his Giants gear on. Don't tell me they're not into it. It'd be great to see the misery. I saw misery this weekend watching the Pirates beat the Angels in person. And then now watching the A's. Can the A's sweep the Giants? Oh, most of my close friends here are Giants fans. So it'd be great to see them all unhappy. It just shows the kind of clientele you hang out with. Oh, you know most of them. 
I know. Most of my friends, most of my buddies are Giants fans, too. It's disgusting. But that's why it's so much fun. Let's go. And by the way, I know Ramon Laureano has come back. I am happy. I want to applaud Mark Kotze. I have the lineup in front of me. I want to applaud him for the lineup tonight because I don't care. I know Cobb's going and he's right-handed, but I am happy that J.J. Blade is in the lineup. I can tell you about Geloff. I can tell you about Soderstrom, why I'm happy. We all know where we're happy for that. What time is Contos? Uh, 15 minutes. He's 4.30? Yeah. I, maybe, maybe it's just me. I don't know how you feel. I was not an A.J. Puck guy. Maybe I'm too close to it and I know too much, and I fear what some of the people really thought about him, and some of those people are not here anymore. A.J. Puck wasn't really well-liked in a lot of ways, and it wasn't because I'm saying he was a bad guy. A.J. Puck was just, is this guy just going to be a career rehab guy? You know, when you hang out with Dave Stewart and you talk with Dave Stewart, you understand, even at his age right now, and I'm not trying to age you, Stu. You know I love you. Stu's like 66. But Dave Stewart still commands the room like he's an ace in his prime. When Dave Stewart walks into a room, everybody's – everybody – ask George Contos. I mean, when you go over to NBC, I mean, Brody, we should have, we need to have our guy Brody Brazil on. I uh, might be able to get him for tomorrow. Okay. Since Marty, since we were supposed to have Marty Laurie, but Marty's not coming on. We can get, we can get Brody. Brody finally came on and did a video about the freakish things that he's been sick with. So if people wonder why I was doing so much TV, it's because Brody got COVID, had pink eye. I mean, just random stuff. He's fine. But he finally came out and explained it, which I'm very happy because people kept asking me, and you don't feel comfortable about talking about somebody else's health issues. So Brody's fine, and he finally addressed it on YouTube. So we should have him on. But but when Dave Stewart walks into a room, and I'm telling you, like NBC is basically, they're all Giants people, right? They're all Giants people. It is what it is. I'm not pulling the curtain back. Yes, they're our broadcast partner, but they're all Giants people. And they can be how they are, but they're not that way with Stu. When Stu walks in that room, everybody just kind of, you know, the lion walks in. He's king of the jungle, man. He's the lion. He comes walking in. Everybody kind of scatters back into the jungle because he's the king of the jungle. That's who Dave Stewart is at 66 or 65. I think it's 66 now. Right? Yep. So that's not A.J. Puck. Is that A.J. Puck? Uh, I'm going to go with no. No. That's – hang out with Dave Stewart. You now know what, it, you know what a big dog, ace, great champion is. Right? So when this franchise finally said, we're going to suck it up, yeah, he had, a, he had a, a good year as a reliever, but we got a chance to trade for a guy that everybody thought – Everybody could have made a case. All 30 teams could have made a case for him to be the number one overall pick. And I can't even remember who the number one overall pick was that year. What was that, 17? What year was it? Uh, 19. 19? Who was the number one overall pick? Um, 
Let me look. Now I'm drawing a blank on who it was. Because J.J. Blade was fourth. I think how much we were talking about in this draft. <clears throat> no, the guy that got draft number one is pretty good. Jacob Wilson. Uh, the guy that got draft number one was Adley Rushman. Who? Nice little player. That switch hit and hack. Um, <laughs> you could. There's a lot of people who could have made the case for J.J. I mean, J.J. Blade's stats out of college and what he did in the SEC, if you – I mean, Rushman obviously was going number one, but you could make a case for J.J. Blade what he did in college. Yeah, the three guys that went ahead of him were Rushman one, Bobby Wood Jr. two. High school guy. And Andrew Vaughn from the White Sox, from Cal. How's he doing? He's actually probably the White Sox best player. Him or Robert. Well, Robert, we, you know him as. We, we, we did say about Vaughn when he was here. Remember what I said? Sounds like an Oakland already. Well, the way he strikes out. Yeah, uh, Runs into one every once in a while, strikes out a lot. He fit right in with our crew. 12 homers, 54 runs batted in, 244 average, an OPS plus above 100. Hey. Oh, strikeouts, uh, 78. That's not bad. I want to say that 244 average is up from the last time we saw him in Oakland. He, probably, yeah. I think he was in the 230s. I'm like, 230s every once in a while hits a home run, has no position. He fits right in with the A's. 271 last year. It's down a little bit. <laughs> Remember, he was. Where the, does he play? Well, he might be an outfielder. He eh, might be a first baseman. Eh, he just might be well, a DH. Well, Sounds uh, like an Oakland A already. Last year, when the rumors were out there that Frankie Montas could get traded to the White Sox, I remember everyone's like, yeah, Andrew Vaughn should be the guy you get back. But back to J.J. Blade. So when the A's made that trade, I was like, right on. And already, A.J. Puck. At he's, times, he's been good. 15 saves, been area over four and a half, almost a four and a half. Yeah, and now he's hurt again, right? Is he hurt? I don't I think, think he got hurt again. Uh, let's see. Is he on the injured list? Uh, it doesn't say. No, it doesn't say he's on the injured list right now. What's his? Uh, what's his ERA? Four forty-five. He's got a four forty-five ERA. He started out hot though. So, if you can get JJ Blade to be a everyday player, you win this trade. He has the potential to be more than that. And right out of the bat, I'm saying, now that I watch him every day, I know he's made adjustments. He's hit three home runs lately. He's driving the baseball. He's hitting the baseball hard. J.J. Bleday is your best center fielder. He is your best center fielder. He is a legit center fielder. It is real. No disrespect to Ramon Laureano, by the way, who is just back. Now, Ramon Laureano can play center field. Ramon Laureano has made some of the greatest plays I've ever seen. So, but where whenever Ramon comes back, he'd probably be put out in right field. Um, but J.J. Blade going forward is your best option at center field. And that might be a little controversial because everybody has just been, you know, everybody's kind of drinking the Kool-Aid with, with Ruiz being the center fielder. But Ruiz is not a center fielder. And I don't know how long it's going to take or if it ever will take that he gets it. He has to play because he's fantastic. He can hit. He can run. Has the ability to lead the league in stolen bases. You find a, find somewhere for him to play. I'm now starting to think, throw him out and left and hope. <laughs> but right now, J.J. Blade, he's your best option in center field. Am I wrong? I would take it one step further and say he might be your best option in the outfield. Well, but yeah, in center field, absolutely right now. I mean, yes. he's not my best option at right. But Ramon? Ramon Even is better Cody Thomas. Do you see the diving catch Cody yeah. Thomas made I mean, the he's other very day? athletic. 
I mean, you got I got Ramon Laureano, and if I got Seth Brown and all these things I got out in right field. Um, Seth Brown at first base again today. I, didn't play once in spring. in spring training. Once. Hadn't played for – he got into a game, but hadn't played in 80 what, – what was it when we when he first he played got in? 80-something games last year at first. None no, 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 no. This year he got into a game, but hadn't made a start in 90-something games yeah. until recently. Yeah, and now he's played first several now times. Now he's playing first. Well, but, hey, at least – at least they're starting to make adjustments so we can see guys play, which is which is key. This but, will be his fourth start at first base. But to me, I like J.J. Blade hitting third, playing center field. This kid has unbelievable potential. And you start to see, man, man what if Geloff, Blade, Soderstrom, all, and Ruiz, this all starts to work. And then let's not forget Ryan Noda comes back. What if this all starts to work? That core, I'm not going to say Baltimore-like, but the core in Baltimore grew up faster than they thought. And that can happen. And that's why we've keep, and that's why we have talked so much about let the young guys play. Let the young guys play. Because all of a sudden now, instead of like playing, uh, J.J. JJ Blade will play Monday. We won't see him again until Thursday. He might get an at-bat Friday. Might play a little bit on Sunday. No, play him every day. And you know what? If it doesn't work out, at least you gave it a shot. At least you're going to know, we gave it a shot. It didn't work. But playing him every day, we're starting to see him. You're starting to see why. He was taken with the fourth overall pick. Why at that time he got like a 6.9 or whatever million-dollar signing bonus? Why he was he was on the top of everybody's draft board. Adley Rushman would have been one, and then that top five, Blade would have been in it. There's a reason why. Play him. Let's see. And right now, I can't even imagine. I mean, after watching, he can throw, he can run, he's got size. I can't even imagine watching Ruiz go back out there. It will happen, but, I mean, I'm kind of in the camp right now. I would just like to see Blade play center field the rest of the way and see if he can hit. Yeah, I think I think you have to play him every – you have to play him as much as possible going forward because you want to see what you got with him. And he showed it over his last 12 games. I know he might only be hitting 250, but he has three home runs and he's driving the ball well. I want to see more of him. I mean, yeah, I was a big A.J. Puck guy, and I, but when I heard it was Blade coming back, I'm like, you know what, Blade's a guy that sets – so much upside coming out of the draft from Vandy and, and then the Marlins, he just couldn't figure it out. He seemed to figure something out over the last few games. He fixed something with his swing. So let's see if he can carry that momentum going forward. Uh, maybe he can hit a splash, uh, what do they call it? What do they call it? A splash hit at uh, Oracle Park. Oh, there. my God. That would be great. Imagine him being one of the guys to put one in. Oh, my God. Right, who can go splash hit for us? Blade. Soderstrom. Seth Brown. Sodi. Jace could get it out there. Yeah. Nicky Knox. What about Cody Thomas? Cody Thomas. What if we just. Noda if he was playing. What about for the next two days we rolled out in like five splash hits? I, I can tell you who the splash hit's going to be for that. And watching the guys in the canoes. Yeah. Uh, uh, I can tell you who it's going to be right now. It will probably be Tony Kemp will be the guy that hits, <laughs> hits the ball in the water. That'd be badass <laughs> if Tony Kemp went. We're, we're talking about Soder when I was in Tony Kemp, his muscles like went out. Barry like Barry Bonds, yeah. Tony Kemp, boom, watching it go. Yeah. That would be great. Seth Brown, if there's a – all right, we should make – why don't we put, like, a little money on it? We can't bet money. Why don't we uh, put, like, a little lunch on it? <clears throat> what, between us? Yeah. Well, who we think is going to do it? I mean, yeah. um, 
You know, I'm going to be bullish. Tyler Soderstrom's first home run is going to be in, in McCovey Oh, Wow. Sody go yard, first ever bomb. Vengeance for Steve. How many players, first ever bomb, went into McCovey Cove? Has that ever happened? Oh, boy. Um, do we know any Giants researchers? <laughs> Anybody care about the Giants that we know that can research <laughs> that? Because I'm definitely not going to research it. That's a lot of – I'd have to go Oh, Tyler Sodas from first home run in McCovey Cove would be like one of the greatest things of all time. Who are you, th- are you taking Brownie? I can't. I feel like a chump taking brownie after you bring that up. <laughs> God, that's like that's like one of the that's yeah that you hit you nail you hit nail on the head. <laughs> That'd be the greatest thing ever. How about could Geloff, could Geloff go Oppo Taco? Oh boy, can uh, he go Mike Piazza and go go uh, Oppo and I don't think so. I'll go. Um, I gotta make it exciting. I'm gonna go Cody Thomas. All right, there you go. I was say, I was hoping you Seth go. Brown's chalk. I was I'm not you, going. I was hoping you go Tony. Kelly. All right for lunch. Two days, either day, either yeah, day, right. either day. I'm going to go. Cody Thomas goes. Yeah, Again, Cody Bear do it today because he may not be in the lineup tomorrow. Who do the Giants got going tomorrow? Uh, ooh, oh, they're TBD. They're going to throw an opener. Uh, it, we know what's going to happen, right? By the way, a let miss is going to hit an Oppo taco. Coming up next, World Series champion. And by the way, Chelsea who is one of the great television producers in the history of television. I apologize. She's at NBC right now. She will be producing A's pre- and post-game live. Yes, you are not a Giants person. And I apologize. I lumped you in with all those dirt bags. And you are not. You are a beautiful human being. The world is better because you're in our world. So, yes, you are not a part of those scumbags who are all Giants fans at NBC Sports Bay Area. You know Chelsea. I do. I know all she's the producers. A, she's a wonderful human being. I, I know all the producers. I know. I Chelsea's can't lump her in with all those dirt bags. Chelsea, fellow Sharks fan like us. Yes, she, she she produces Sharks pre and post game live. See, there we go. She's in for a long year. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been told too. From and, my sources in the org, yeah. they said long year. Your sources, Cody sources says Sharks might be in trouble. <laughs> And so does every preview magazine. (laughs) Coming up next, George Contos. He is fabulous on television. He'll join us next right here on A's Cast Live. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. 
It's summertime, and I can guarantee you, you probably need to redo your wardrobe. You want to look good, and you want to feel comfortable. This is Chris Townsend, and you got to go check out my friends at Link Soul. They've got all the finest fabrics. You're going to love the shirts, the polos, the shorts, you name it. Redo your look for summertime. Go to LinkSoul.com right now, and you can get an offer for 20% off. Remember, in the big leagues, to play good, you got to look good. Ace Cast Live continues from the studio. Here's Chris Townsend. What out joining us? You see him as one of the analysts on Giants pre and post game live, getting you ready for Giants baseball. George Contos joins us here. George, great to see you. How's everything? Plain. Nice day in Chicago here. A little humid, a little warm. Hopefully, you have the same conditions out there in the Bay. Yeah, it is. You know, and at this time of the year when they talk about this is when the dog days of summer hit, because it's funny, like you everywhere you go around the country, you see where it's hot. And you guys as players, like we don't think about it because here in the Bay Area, we don't see the 105. We don't see the crazy humidity. But for you players, this is where you start talking about late July, you get into August. This is when it gets brutal for a lot of guys. I'll tell you what, the majority of my career, I had it very easy playing in the Bay and having the same conditions that you guys have right there. But when you're in the Midwest right now, when it's 92, 93 degrees, 90 percent humidity, you get yeah. loose, at least as a bullpen guy, really quickly. So you can you can conserve some bullets when you're in the bullpen and you know how hot and steamy it is. You know, it's funny. I, I was listening to some people talk on Sirius XM today and because I've been warning everybody, I'm like, you got to get. 4,374 outs a year, and that's not counting extra innings. Like, people don't think about this. There are so many outs that you have to go get, and now here we are at the deadline, and everybody's looking around. you got the buyers, you got the sellers, and everybody's looking at each other, and there's no pitching out there to get. It's like it's like really scary. The, every single contender, they need starters, they need relievers, some people need a closer, and it's like, where do you? There is no arms depot to go get people anymore. The state of pitching in our game. How much are you worried about it? I'm not that worried about it, just because the Giants' bullpen has been so good as of late, and I mean by as of late, the last couple months they've been just fantastic. They've been one of the reasons why the Giants have been one of the top teams in the big league since about May first. Uh, starting rotation, I think, could use an upgrade, and I think that there are some guys on the market that would be able to help them. So I think bullpen arms are always going to come at a premium, and you, you typically see starting pitchers are the ones that are going to move at the deadline. What does that mean to a team when you guys are battling, you're in it, and you know your clubhouse needs something, and your front office goes out and, and delivers, whether it's an arm, whether it's a bat, but they deliver you something. What kind of shot on the uh, shot in the arm is that for a ball club? Well, it's a, it's a huge shot in the arm, and, and, I, and I think that it, it always there, there's always kind of like a little premonition or some preclude that tells you what the team is going to do at the deadline. And I think that we've heard from, at least on, on our end, Farhan has said, in the media that he wants to upgrade the middle infield. And I think starting pitching is going to be one of those places where we look to upgrade a little bit. So when you have the mindset in the clubhouse that you know that you're going to add 
at the deadline. It makes you get a little bit more confident that, hey, we are potentially postseason bound. And if the season were to end today, unfortunately, the Giants wouldn't be. But you know what? They're right there in the division and they're right there at the uh, wild card. So I think they're, you know, other than a, a six game skit that they're currently on, they've been playing pretty good baseball for the last few months. So so the macro picture is actually really good. You got to experience Giants A's. You got to experience Yankees Mets. Is there a big difference when you get into these city rivalry games for the players? Do you feel that? You definitely feel it. You know, I, I have experienced both. You know, Yankees Mets was was a if you can play in New York, I feel like you can play anywhere. But there's definitely something about this Giants-A's rivalry. There is definitely some bad blood. I've had a lot more experience in this Battle of the Bay uh, or Bay Bridge series or how, whatever you want to call it, going back to however far you want to go. Um, but there's definitely some animosity between these two teams. And you have some fan bases that are very, very diehard about the teams that they choose to represent. So you definitely feel the uh, the pressure and the, and the electricity when this when this series gets going well right now when you look at the standings it's absolutely wild we were just going over the wild card when you got the cincinnati reds and you got the arizona dimebacks you got the marlins you got the giants you got the phillies they're all right there together right before the trading deadline as a player just how great is that where you know you got a shot there's three spots you're all going after i mean it's what it's all about No, Chris, you're actually you're absolutely right. I mean, when when you're going into a time like this, knowing that there's actually something to play for, and you have meaning behind showing up to the ballpark every single day, that makes the you know the world of difference in your focus and your commitment level. And you show up to the ballpark, and you know that every single out matters every single day. And regardless of what a team is going through throughout that season, that should be the case anyways. But when you know that you're at the deadline and it's July 25th and you're sitting here with a few days to go before adding or subtracting from your team, it makes every out a little bit more important. You know, I think about the Giants right now having lost six straight. Obviously, the offense hasn't gotten going. But how much do you as a Giants player, you just get done with that brutal long road trip. We just talked about playing in the heat. You're playing in bad weather. The tarps are coming on the field. I mean, the whole thing. Because I know I've been there doing TV, doing the A stuff, and I look over, the tarps are on the field. I'm like, oh, God, I felt for you guys. Now you're home. Now it's a long home stand. How much do you think this is going to help this team rebound and kind of get out of this little mini slump? Oh man! Every every time we used to get back to to AT and T when I played, now Oracle. Uh, every time you get back to Oracle, you know as a pitcher, you have have an advantage, and and you always do because as a ready to challenge a hitter, a right-handed hitter to the opposite part of the field, and that is just such a mind-easing thing to know because. They're always taught to get guys away, down and away. If you're a right-handed pitcher, you're facing a right-handed hitter, down and away is your safe zone. If you're going to challenge a guy to go the other way, not one opposite field home run has been hit into McCovey Hove in the history of the ballpark. So that's one of those things where you get back to Oracle Park, you, you're, in the, you're in the rhythm and the routine of your home ballpark, you're on a little bit of a skid, you've been out east, things have been a little bit different, you get back, you get a little bit more comfortable and confident, 
and that six game road, uh, that six game, that six game skid on the road can come to an end tonight playing your crosstown rivals, and that can build a ton of confidence if you can get right back on the right you know, track. You, you think about the division and Arizona, really not a surprise. We all knew they would be better, but they were out in front for a while. They have now fallen back. Uh, as we talked about, they're tied with the Giants at 54 and 47. Knowing that the Dodgers didn't go all in in the offseason, you know, they, you know, not – there's that CBT, those different layers you want to start getting under, especially if they want to go after Shohei Otani in the offseason. And knowing that the Dodgers have been okay with using a lot of young players, especially young pitchers, are you surprised at all that here we are in late July and the Dodgers with their strategy, 57 and 42 are in first place? No, I'm not surprised at all because I think if you if you if you take the lineups and you put them on paper and you don't play anything at all, but you just look at the lineups and and the depth and everything that these teams have, the Dodgers are still the best team on paper in the National League West. And the Arizona Diamondbacks are very athletic and they're a really good team. They've proven that. They showed it last year and they've lived up to the hype this year. The Giants have done a really good job since May 1st of playing really good baseball and they and they've been firing on all cylinders up until just a couple days ago. But I think it was the expectation that the Dodgers were still going to be the favorite in this division. And you can expect that they're going to add at the deadline and they're going to try and fill every hole that they possibly have. They have prospects to spare. They have money to spare. They've cleared payroll for the, as you mentioned, potential of signing Shohei Otani, the Dodgers are still the powerhouse in this division. And the fact that, that the Giants and any other team are still this close within striking distance at the trade deadline is really encouraging because this is still up for grabs. The wild card spots are up for grabs. The division is still up for grabs. And that's a win for everybody else other than the Dodgers at this point in the season. Are you still shocked where San Diego is? I am shocked where San Diego is. I think they're, I think again, on paper, they're too good to be where they're at. And it's, it's one of those things where you look, you looked at everything coming into the, into the season and you looked at the NL West and you were like, Oh man, this is a two horse race. And one of those horses just hasn't been able to put it all together. And it just goes to show you that on paper doesn't really matter. And that's why you actually have to go out and play 162 games to see where things finish out because there are some teams that can sneak up and bite you, as the Diamondbacks are showing they can do. The Giants are playing really good baseball. And unfortunately for the Padres, they might be looking to subtract at the deadline, but they're one of those teams that just hasn't lived up to the expectations. Yeah, that's kind of the thing that we've been talking about here because you're starting to look around like at a lot of the sellers. I mean, like you look at the A's and you look at certain teams and – those are going to be – I'm making phone calls to, like, the A's if I didn't get anything and I'm just trying to get some. So maybe some of the best sellers are teams we wouldn't think. Maybe we will see the Mets. Maybe it is Verlander out there. I mean, our man Stu the other day was trying to pitch some type of Otani for Fernando Tatis and Trout. Maybe it's the teams will make this thing exciting. Are they, Are the teams we never thought even would even consider being sellers? Yeah, again, this is first of all, Stu's got one of those minds where he starts talking to you about something. You're just like, oh, I never even thought about doing something like that. His <laughs> mind goes so far back in baseball. Uh, he's one of the greatest dudes ever. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, look, pay, payroll doesn't really mean anything. And we've seen that for a long time. I mean, look at the Yankees. Look at the Mets, as you mentioned. Look at the Padres. These are teams that you thought on paper were supposed to just go out and just take care of business all year. But this is the beauty of baseball. This is why we go out and we play 162 games. And you know what? I've said this for a long time. It always comes down to the last seven games of the regular season. That's when everyone's just biting their nails, heart rate up. Everyone's super excited. That's when things get decided is that last week of the season. But you know what? In the case of the Mets, for example, or the Padres, they're going to have some really tough decisions to make in the, in the next few days. And they, they have some pieces that are going to be very sought after. And I'm sure their phones are ringing big time. I'm sure Stevie Cohen, if he's making those decisions, and everybody with the Padres are getting all these phone calls for Juan Soto and guys who are you know, potentially going to be on the block, to upgrade other lineups. And you know what? I guarantee you Farhan's one of those dudes calling being like, Hey, is this guy available? Is yeah. this guy available? Cause we're trying to, I, I guarantee you we're trying to bolster our starting rotation and our middle infield just based on the comments that I've heard him say throughout the media. So I know that the phones are ringing and the next six, seven days are going to be very interesting. Let's end on this. You're one of those smart Northwestern guys. What were you? You were like a, were you like an econ major or economics major? Better right? believe that, baby, econ major. All right, so when you so when you're not here in the Bay Area carrying everybody over there at NBC Sports Bay Area on Giants pregame live, what 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 are you doing? What what do you got going now? Well, you know, I got this fresh tan today from being on the golf course. Nice. And uh, and when I'm not when I'm not covering Giants baseball and talking about baseball and, and, and scratching that itch that I love so much for the majority of my life, I actually work in finance doing some business development for a uh, boutique finance firm here outside of Chicago. So I'm always staying busy. It's called folks always making money. Always be closing. <laughs> yes. Always be closing. Hey, it's always, great. always. It's always great to have you on the program. I mean, when we thought Giants and A's, we had to have you on. So I, I know you're not working this week, but we always appreciate it. And we'll see you at NBC hopefully soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Chris. Great chatting with you as always. The great George Contos right here on A's Cast Live. You see that, Cody? Working in finance, making money. Economics major. Why yep. didn't we major in economics? Um, I don't think my school even offered economics. <sighs> we were broadcasting Titan in the Western PA area. I don't even know what I was thinking. Radio, television, and film. What the hell was I thinking? You know, I, I should have did what I wanted to do in the first place and be an engineer. Yes, you should have. I mean, you could be. I could still do it. You could be designing buildings, and you could be doing something that helps humanity. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> I c I'm still holding on hope that my wife, she can she has her master's, so she can teach at uh, San Jose State. Was interested in her teaching uh, nursing and clinical stuff there. Yeah, she great goes, nursing department at San Jose State. She goes back to school. You know what that means? Or she goes to teacher. You know what that means for me, right? Masters for free. Why would you want to go back to school at your age? Because I can teach. I could teach in a college with a master's. What are you gonna teach? Broadcasting. There's gonna be no broadcasting in college soon. Everyone's going to need to learn what we do. There's going to be no TV. There's going to be no radio. <laughs> People need to learn about what we're doing. What are we doing? Um, I can't just educate the, the Sharks and Dan Rizanowski. I have to educate other people. So how about this? The great Oakland A's Hall of Famer Dave Stewart put on his, I like to say, his GM hat as a former GM of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Stu was also assistant GM for the Toronto Blue Jays. He started... And I, di I didn't get to see this. I only saw it because Brody put it out. The great Brody Brazil put it out on Twitter. 
So, because normally I'm on when they're on. And Stu kind of threw out this Otani and Trout to the Padres for Tatis, because it's money for money, Trout Tatis, even though Trout makes more. I, I wouldn't know how exactly that lines up because Trout, his extension's worth like 435. Correct. And what was Tat, 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 Tatis was like 330. Fernan- so it doesn't work dollar to dollar, but this isn't the NBA. So it doesn't have to. Nando, 14, 340. So it's still, I mean, it's almost 100 million short. I don't know how the money works long term, how backloaded deals are. Trout was 12 for 426. Mookie is 435, I think. Okay, I mean. It's, it's, still, it's still a lot of money. You're still, still about $80 million off. Yeah, almost. it's a lot. But whatever. So you're going to go. And then I start thinking this. What if you went Soto in the deal? Soto's got one year left. Going to be a free agent. Correct. Can you imagine Angels and Padres – Shohei Otani and Mike Trout for Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis Jr. Two for two. Would remind me of one of the great trades in baseball history that was pulled off years ago that sent Fred McGriff, Hall of Famer on Sunday, Tony Fernandez and Fred McGriff to San Diego for Joe Carter and Roberto Alomar. That was a two-for-two, if I remember that correctly, which was a long time ago. I think that was two-for-two. Now, those are baseball trades. I'm not, hey, I got this guy in double-A and a guy in A-ball and none of these garbage trades we get now. I mean, that's straight baseball trade. Two legit dudes for two legit guys. Uh, That is an awesome baseball trade. No, it is. I was looking this up earlier because I was – thinking of why Otani won't get traded in the rationale for He's not getting traded. Yeah. And I was going through it, and I was like, so the Angels are four and a half games out of the wild card. I went through the whole thing. You know when the last time the Angels won a playoff game was? Wait, whoa, wait a minute. Because they got swept last time they were in against four, the Royals. 15 against the Royals. When is the last the time? They, there's no way it can be 2002. No, they've won one since then. When? 2009. Against who? Uh, was it the White Sox? I remember looking it up. Where were you in 2009? Uh, well, I wasn't married for the first time yet. Um, I was still in college. I was a sophomore, I think. 2009. Where was I in 2009? Uh, here we go. Angels. Here we go. Angels season history. I was doing eight, huh? 2009. They they lost in the league championship series to the New York Yankees. But they had to beat somebody to get. They beat there. Boston. They swept Boston three nothing. So Boston's their last playoff. That was record? our series win, but their playoff. I'm just going to win in the playoffs. It was against the Yankees. Okay. In 09. Wait, 2009. Did, did they get a win in that series? Yes, they okay. they lost the series 4-2. It's been, what is that, four, 14 years since they won a playoff game. Yeah, they're just four and a half games back. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I four, and look half, at, four and a half in the wild card. Yeah, they're four and a half in the wild card. Yep. They're playing Detroit right now. They're, they're, I looked at their August. Ooh, did you see last night? Diaz comes up big for Houston and the walk-off for the yeah. Houston Astros over the Texas Rangers. It's getting close. Someone someone had a good tweet. It said, hey. Um, Two games now. It said someone said Ranger fans getting uh, – Ranger Yankee fans letting Ranger fans know what Chapman does at uh, Minute Maid Park. <laughs> Here's the Angels' schedule in August. No. Two games. 
everything that has happened. And God, you know I hate him. And I wish nothing but if I troll Yankees, if I troll Red Sox and I troll Giants, I, I troll Astros more than anybody. Uh, I wish nothing but bad things on them. But they're only two games back. I want everybody to think about that. I still think they win the division, but who am I? I want everybody to think about that. Altuve gets hurt. Still hurt. In the World Baseball Classic. I haven't seen Jose or Keedy. Where's he? He's hurt. Uh, that guy, Jordan, who oh, was... Oh, so let's come back this weekend. Who was carrying my fantasy league team. That's back when I was in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. I've fallen off without that guy. Yeah, we haven't seen you in a while. I haven't made a move in, I think, two months. Uh, Jordan, <laughs> they've been without – I mean, Jordan as a offensive player. You would say your top three offensive players the last couple of years in the American League, Judge, Otani, and Jordan. Uh, I 100% agree. Okay. So you're talking about – and there's that – There's every, all the love goes to, to, to Judge. He's a Yankee. He deserves it. All the love goes to Otani. He's an angel. He deserves it. But Jordan Alvarez has been just as good as those guys. As a run producer, Jordan Alvarez is a badass. And they've been without him. And they're only two games back? They're, and it was Steve Sparks, the former A, the knuckleballer. And by the way, I'm going to have to tell him, thank you for that. I, I will be getting the, the, uh, I will be getting the, uh, the blood test for my heart. Calcium score. The calcium score. Folks, you got to pay extra for it. Actually, I have to go to a special lab to get it done, but uh, I'm going to do it the next couple days based on the reporting that our friend Steve Sparks told us that he had a heart attack and he was dead three times, and they zapped him back three times, still alive today, doing play-by-play, but has informed all of us, get your calcium score to get the buildup of the calcium, your heart, your arteries. I'm going to do that. I would have never have known, never would have never even thought about it without the great Steve Sparks. But he told us, Jordan and Altuve have only been in the lineup 13 times together this year. Yeah, it's crazy. And they're only, once again, two games back after they took Texas. There's some great series going on right now, uh, some great games. Uh, but last night, another fight starting between the Astros and the Rangers, and the Astros take – the game last night, I think it was ten to nine, eleven to ten. It was another, but it was another wild one. It was a walk-off hit by Diaz. Or Jordan could come back tomorrow. So, there you go. You can maybe be getting your guy back. So, looking at the standings for the Angels, they're still in this thing. But wow, back to back to back to Dave Stewart, A's Hall of Famer, throwing out. Why not throw Trout in there with Otani? And you know what? Long term, I'm not a Fernando Tatis Jr. fan. I am not. uh, Everything you learn about him and everything you learn kind of from the inside, he's not a good guy. Even though Nando was the face of baseball, everybody wanted to make him the face of baseball until people started to kind of realize the kind of guy Nando is. Elite right fielder, though. And a liar. And And not a great guy. Ringworm. But, um, yeah, it was ringworm, allegedly. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Him at that age, where what age Trout is going to be, what age Otani, well, not really Otani. Well, Otani's, what, 28? 
Yeah, Nighty's 29. And by the way, Otani's been terrible on the mound lately. Yeah, well, He's got an 8 ERA. Yeah, gave up four home runs to the Pirates. Henry Davis first got every two home runs in a game against him. I mean, think about that. Otani, it's not like everybody's like, oh, you're, you're getting two players. Well, Otani's ERA is really shot. At, what's his ERA? It's over four. Uh, he just turned 29. He's uh, 29. Uh, let me, I got to go to his pitching page because for some reason it doesn't have uh, – doesn't have and what hey, and and I'm not I'm not going after Otani. I'm just giving you facts, right? Because everybody, everybody with Otani, three seventy one ERA is drinking the uh, is what is it three seventy one for the season? Yeah, for the month that's like in the eight and his last do like his last last eight, three six. starts. He's uh, one and two with a seven seventy one. Go 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 like his last six seven starts. Oh, let's a, go. How about I go June to July? Eight starts. Right. Uh, he is three and four with a four eighty two ERA. Okay, so basically since the start of June, he's got a 4.82 ERA. That's not ace-like. He's been getting hit. And he's been getting blisters and fingernail things. And Twice has been coming off the mound with a trainer. And for the last month or so, he's got almost a 5 ERA. It's not like you're trading for, you know, Verlander when, when the Astros were trading for him. But you're getting the hitter. I get that. The skill set is, is incredible. It's amazing. But how about that? Dave Stewart throwing it out there. I mean, if I'm the Angels and I could get Tatis at his age. What is Nando? 24, I think. He's young. No clue, but he's young. I think him and, yeah, he's 24. I can get 24. I can get a guy who's not sniffing 30, who's already under contract. The great thing about this deal for the Angels, and I can't believe I'm brokering a deal for Perry Manassian, but – I'm thinking about that. I know because everything's about roster construction and it's about money. And this is a built-in cost. If they've already signed him for, what was it, 340 and a lot of that 14 money, for 340 yeah. And a lot of it is backloaded. The early years weren't that much money, if I remember correctly. But whatever, I know what I'm paying. I know what I got. It's cheaper than what Trout is. He's only making seven point seven this year. It, but the big when do the big dollars kick in? He doesn't make over. He makes it goes seven point seven, eleven point seven, and then two years of twenty point seven, then twenty five two years. So he does make thirty over thirty million until he's eight thirty in twenty twenty nine. So once again, when it comes to roster construction and contracts, I know what that contract is till what year? What was the final year of that deal? Twenty thirty four. So for till 2034, as the Angels, I know what the cost is, and I can work that in to all my data and how much I want to spend. It's a built-in cost. I now know. I don't have to worry about renegotiating. I don't have to worry about signing him. He's signed. I know what it is. And it's cheaper than Trout. Not until 2034 because Trout's deal doesn't run, I think, that long. But uh, I know what it is. It's cheaper. I know I don't – Man, can you imagine trading in the same deal would be the juiciest deal in the history of baseball to trade Otani and Trout in the same deal? Think about it this way, too. Soto's only 24, 24 also. So That's why I said I'm going to throw, hey, throw in two guys. Hey, listen, I'm not, I'm not you know, we're all going to get, in the end, Otani's probably going to sign with the Dodgers anyway. So unless you're, <laughs> unless, unless, and I know, I, I know a lot of people out there, you've been hearing a lot of people, and they're fools, but they're out there going like, oh, you got to trade Otani for, for, for 
for dra- for not draft picks. You got to trade Otani. Oh, well, okay, Colin Coward, come down. You got to trade him for prospects. Well, I don't know if anyone's going to give you anything. I don't know. And if at the last minute you're not getting any of these prospects that are going to full, everyone has this belief that you're going to go out there and trade Otani and just refill like you're stocking fish in a lake and you're just going to refill your organization. I don't know if it's there. So that's where I present you Juan Soto. That gives you a year of Juan. That gives you the rest of the year with Juan Soto. That gives you next year with Juan Soto. And if you want to wine and dine Juan Soto, here's your opportunity. Is he, is he represented by Boris? Yes. Boris, who has a suite at Angels Games. Boy, can the Angels afford him, Rendon, and Tatis? Tatis is cheaper than Trout. I know, but they still have Rendon, and you want to resign. Rendon's him. a problem. That, that, <laughs> yeah. That's a whole nother. That's can a whole a- nother. Can they get AJ Preller to take Rendon in <laughs> a deal? Who's gonna be Who's gonna be cheaper, Soto or Otani? Oh, oh, Soto. Hypothetically, it's right now. Soto. So I've just saved Perry Manassian money on Trout and Otani by getting Tatis and Soto. Uh, right now, Soto has uh, more walks and hits still. Yep, just throwing that out there. But he's a 913 OPS. I'll, I'll tell you another one. For all those Soto lovers, boy, he doesn't score. For as amount as he for, – for the amount – let me tell you something. He scored 58 runs. When Ricky Henderson walked, Ricky Henderson walks, what happens? Um, steals and scores. When Ricky Henderson walks, panic happens around the ballpark, right? Alarm signs were going off when Ricky Henderson walked, right? The pitcher knows there's problems. The catcher knows there's problems. The opposing manager, the opposing pitching coach, the second baseman, the shortstop, they all know OS bomb, Ricky Henderson's on first base. That's what happened when Ricky Henderson got walked, okay? When you tell me, hey, walks, this guy walks, it's so incredible, he walks. I've already gone over this with Jack Cust, Brandon Belt. When you've got slugs who walk, it may look good for their numbers, but it takes a lot of energy to score them. A lot of stuff has to happen to get the slug to second, to third, to home. Not Ricky Henderson. When Ricky Henderson walked, it was alarm bells going off. Everybody knew we got problems when Ricky Henderson walked. Do you think people think when Juan Soto walks, that? do you think everybody goes, uh-oh? No. No. I'm looking at it right now. Albert Pulis in his career, and he's one of the slowest guys ever. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Around it, he had a 99 one year. I'll say 11 times in his career he scored over 100 runs. How many times has Juan Soto done that? He gets, all he does is get on base. How many I'm going to say he, like two, two uh, or three. Twice. He twice. Did it, he did it at age 20. And he's not even sniffing it this year. And he's at 58 this year. He had 30, 93 runs scored last year in 153 games. I mean, the amount of times he walks, this I mean, this, this guy, if Kevin Euclid was the Greek god of walks, this guy, oh, my God, this greatest walker since Tad Williams. You'd think he's scoring 150 runs a year. I mean, he walks so much. You're like, why don't you score as much? You know why? Because he's not a great athlete. He's not great defensively, doesn't throw the ball well, doesn't run well. Juan Soto... Because he walks, it's great to get on base. means you're not getting out. But I don't want to say do we overblow it, but do we overblow it? Uh, what, his ability to walk and get on Yes, I think so. 
I mean, Bob Guerin told me how great Jack Cuss was because he walked. It's like, how do you get him home? Well, he's got to be in the right lineup. Well, is Juan Soto not in the lineup with a bunch of stars? Uh, Jack Cuss, how many times does he break 100 runs scored? Never even sniffed it. He never even said. He got 88 Oh, but it was so important that he walked. (laughs) But whatever. I've just made a deal. What about Joey Gallo? He's a good one. All he does is walk, strike out Walker, hit a home run. He's Johnny Three. If there was a three true outcome trophy, he'd be on it. He'd be the trophy. Joey Gallo in his career has scored 100 runs. Never. 90s. And Gallo's actually a good athlete. But anyway, back to the Angels and their whole dilemma. Do you like this trade? Now, I'm saying you as the Angels are not getting the prospects hall, the prospect hall you think you're going to get. You're just not getting it. No. Okay? No, I'm saying if you don't. Now, if someone wants to open up, which you got eight days, but in seven days – Nobody has opened up, as I said, like restocking a lake and you're just putting all these fish in the lake. If you're not getting that from Baltimore, if you're not getting that from Seattle, San Francisco, Tampa, I don't know. Who else would be in it? Dodgers are not going to – Dodgers are going to buy them. Yankees. Yankees don't have anybody uh, to they give. Che- apparently, but, oh, did you see the new team that checked in on them? The D-backs. All right, whatever. Um, all right. Do you really think the D-backs, who have fallen back now, are going to give up prospects for... Corbin Carroll for Otani, who says no. (laughs) Anyway, I don't think he's moving. But let's just say, after seven days, you're not even getting close to the prospect hall you thought you should get. Would you do the Juan Soto? Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis Jr. Trout's got a no trade, right? So he's going to have to prove it. Yeah. But would you do it? This is coming. This is all started from A's Hall of Famer Dave Stewart, by the way. Um, I I would mainly because um, <clears throat> the the other the guys you're acquiring have a playoff. Um, they've won some playoff games. That's no that that shot. You shot's built high. your whole organization around Trout. Every little kid in your fan base has a Trout doll, Trout blanket, Trout barbecue set. Trout beach towel, Trout hat, Trout jersey. Bobblehead. You've built everything around Mike Trout. You're going to get rid of Mike Trout, the guy that you want when you, at some point the Angels, they want a new ballpark right now also. Someday you're building this big statue out in front of your ballpark of Mike Trout. You're going to give that away. Yeah. For Fernando Tatis Jr. Younger. Younger. Plays a better, All right. be, better, might be a better outfielder than Trout, too. All right. Here's the – I wanted to get to give you this because the Angels four and a half games out with a week to go to the deadline. Here's, Once again, a steroid guy, too, by the way. Eh, it's okay. 17 home runs. He's, he's only – he already missed how many games this year to start? It's a steroid guy. You, it. You're going to give your statue guy up for a steroid guy. You're all right with that. I'm all right with it. Here's their schedule in August. Who's? The Angels. Braves. Mariners. Stink. Giants. They lost six in a row. Astros. Rangers. Struggling. Rays. Struggling. Reds. Struggling. Mets. Struggling. Phillies. Struggling. Hey, you think I'm joking? Go over those teams again. 
Rays have been awful. That's true. Rays have been awful. It's okay when they get a Reds had their run. They have fallen back. Mets are terrible. And Phillies are still, they haven't. Mariners have, I mean. Mariners are the most media. I'm, I'm, I lost that food bet. What are they at right now? Where are they I'm, not, I'm not. They're, gonna, fi- they're 500. I'm not gloating yet. But if you lose again back-to-back years, I think we're going to just have to keep informing the fans. Where are they at in the wild? Sh- or where are they at in the wild card? That you shouldn't be. Seattle's only five me. and a half back. Plenty of time. There is no plenty pa- of time. No panic. There but no if you lose panic. two in a row to me, you're going to have to really start letting people know that when you make well, predictions. What, what if I what if I win the uh, Soderstrom ball in the cove bet? That's a bit. <laughs> I will I'm back get, on track. I, I, I'll give you this. It's one of the greatest calls of all time if you can make it happen. We're going to mark the tape. I did call the Marlins going to postseason in 2020. In the COVID year. Hey, you told me that's the hardest World Series ever. Now you're going back on it? Yes, I'm going back on wow. that. Wow, shots fired at the Dodgers. The, the, yeah. No, you've been wrong, and you've had to pay money for it, and that's when it matters. <laughs> uh, if Soderstrom's first career home run is in McCovey Cove, my friend, that is going to be one of the great. I'll, I'll, I'll buy you the Joey Gallo Three, three, three true home run trophy. We'll have a trophy made of Joey Gallo and put it right on your mantle. All right, that will deal. be one of the greatest calls of all time. By the way, I got us a new giveaway. And Soderstrom, his first career home run is a wet one in McCovey Cove. We'll play that over <laughs> and over and over. I'll text. Uh, Ken, Vince, better just – who's on radio tonight? I think it's Ken and Vince. They better go nuts. If his first home run is in the Cove, we're going to play that at nauseum. Um, yeah. And then – what was it? Oh, I got, a, I got a new giveaway for us. Um, my wife was at an Angels game a few weeks ago. It was nothing Trout or Otani really. It wasn't. The Otani one Kenobi bobblehead oh like we got. Uh, they, they gave away a straw hat. Angel, it's just a big – Straw hat. Well, I'll bring it for the next time we play the Angels. What's wrong with a nice straw hat? In no, the I'm not. I'm saying it's something that's not Otani or Trout giveaway. They gave away something not related to them. Hmm. I'll bring it for the next time. I like that. I, I mean, everybody is into these big hats. Have you noticed that? It's that in the um, uh, people love that. We bought one last year. We bought the the hoodie with the short the short sleeves. Yes, that's that's the but new the thing. Straw too. hats. Yes, everybody's worried about skin cancer. The sun. Put the big hat over you. I see a lot of people. Golf doing that. That's a good giveaway. When do we play the Angels next? Let's see. Not as good as our Hawaiian shirt giveaway. Our Hawaiian shirt giveaway this year was fantastic. It was. Uh, sh- uh, sharks are giving one away, I saw. Sharks are giving yeah, away? It's not until like, later in the season. but yeah, My kids sh- are bugging me about Sharks games this year. So tell Dan Rusinowski I need some tickets. I can make that happen. I- I'm unfortunate. And I'm not sitting in the upper deck. Where you sit. I n- whoa, lower, whoa, whoa, whoa. Lower bowl. First of all, I never. Lower bowl. Never in a, I'm only in the upper deck when I buy them. When I'm a, when, Lower bowl. When our good friend and friend of the Because I know when Sharks people need something from me, I provide nothing but the best. So, uh, Dan always gives me really good seats. Uh, we probably don't play the Angels. We don't play the Angels until September? Wow. All right, well, September. I'm only focused on this giant series, the biggest series of the year. Take these scumbags down for two games. Can you imagine? Eight-game losing streak. Oh, can you imagine? My post-game show on Wednesday if we sweep the Giants. It'll be incredible. It'll be incredible. I'm going to be talking so much trash, it'll be unbelievable. It'll be like when Auburn is bad and they beat Alabama. That that kind of trash talking. By the way, when do we play the Giants again? 
not this week and the following next week. Next, uh, what is it, the 5th and 6th? At our place. Yep. Ace Hall of Fame ceremony, Giambi going in, Carney, Gene it's good, Tennis. It's a good class. Yeah. We're all, uh, by the way, they're all supposed to be on with us next week on Ace Cast Live. We're going to get the old G-Man back. It's been a while. We've Jason talked to, Giambi. We've talked to Giambi since 19 when he told us the story about the Yankees and the contract. <sighs> was that a little controversial on Ace Cast Live? You guys don't remember. We were at the pie shop, too. I remember we were at the chicken pie shop of Walnut Creek. Jason Giambi told us, I officially was never given a contract offer. And we were, like, looking at each other. We weren't on video then. It was, yeah, it was just audio And we were just only. looking at each other like, did he just say that? I mean, there was that whole 90 million, Arn Tellum was his agent. Giambi turns down. I mean, I'm sure if we went back, we could find headlines. Giambi turns down $90 million from the A's. Uh, I was never offered. Now, stuff like that where Billy Bean could have talked to Arn Tellum. This is what we're thinking about. Arn's like, you know, Billy, Yankees are spending, what was it, 140 or whatever it was. Yankees are looking at it, you know. you know, And then that, it might have been done that way. But in Jason, in the player's mind, I was never – given a contract, a, not a real offer. He wanted to see paper He want, or something. And if there was just talk, because as Brad Pitt taught us as Billy Bean and Moneyball, <laughs> you're just talking. You're just talking. Giambi wanted to see ink on paper. What would they have done? What year was that? Two, 2001. One going into two. We were doing emails then, right? Yeah, email was a thing. It, it, actually, email was, like, I think, starting to get towards the, the – yeah, because AOL was huge in 98, 99. So, yeah, email was Might have still been a fax. Fax it over. Yeah, yeah Jeremy's first year with the Yankees was 2002. So, it would have been 01. 01, yeah. Maybe it might have been a fax. Fax it over. Let's, let's take a look at the parameters. Fax it over. Yeah. Yeah, I probably would have trusted fax over email. Could email could have went got lost. Oh, what would your email account been back then? AOL, B Bean, Quick. What, what was it? Not Quick Mail, but it was got my wife had that. Hotmail, Hotmail. B- Everybody wanted the freebies. Yahoo, Mary. You, somebody. Oh, take down my email address. Yeah, that is uh, Janice at blank sbcglobal.net. <laughs> like, people, what? People, people still use SBC Global. Stop it. Email. Grow up. What do you mean? Our, our good friend, I don't want to throw him under the when bus. I see, when I see Alan Bernstein with an AOL, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. like, dude, you, you grow threw, up. <clears throat> you, you threw him under the bus, not me for having AOL. You AOL. Threw him under the I bus. mean, you're like, I guess I wouldn't say grow up. I mean, I guess it'd be like get off my lawn. Graduate to something different from AOL. Google, Gmail. When's the last time you had an AOL account? You're Actually, Vince uses an AOL email, too. <laughs> Great point. Let's go, Vinny. You know what? AOL sent you that free disk in the mail, and you went, oh, great. You put it in your computer, and you're still using that thing you got in the mail 25 years ago. It's true. It was 98. So. Remember uh, that? They, AOL flooded the market with the free disk. Put that into your computer. Sign up. What's a disk drive? We don't have those on our computers anymore. Yeah. Think about that. Wait, I want to play a movie. Oh, yeah. I, I don't even have that. Yeah. Cars don't have them anymore. My car doesn't. Did yours? What? CD. Pl- uh, no. CD yeah. My wife doesn't. No. 
They're trying to – radio's trying to save itself. AM radio's trying to save itself with the manufacturers because United States auto industry wants to stop putting AM in their radios. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Remember all those people trying to hold on to AM radio? KMBR? 680. Still trying to hold on to it? AM radio. Remember when KGO was Well, the... K- K- in KMBR's defense, they are an FM, though. Well, finally. Yeah, it took them forever to do it. They're like the last of the whoa, big whoa, stations fun, to do it. They're finally video streaming now, too. I, like I mean, only, it only took them about four years after everyone else did it. I mean, yeah, holding on to that AM signal. <laughs> they're holding on to it. Yeah, they're, I mean, at some point, AM radio is going to be – I mean, we're. I know we're still on AM radio. I get it, I get it, I get it, but, yeah. Athletics.com slash AceCast. Exactly. <laughs> because most people's cars. Or look it up on iHeart. iHeart, the Most iHeart people's app. cars, you can just connect your phone to your. Yeah, and use Bluetooth and go to I, just go to iHeart and look AceCast up, and boom, there you are. It's it's that. When, when are we doing Bill? Uh, 12 minutes from now, 5 Okay. Um, I really didn't get to get into this, but I, I think it dramatically affects the A's, and I think it's going to be good for the A's, is – these everybody is kidding themselves that there's people out there and a lot of moves to be made. They're kidding themselves. There's pitching nowhere. There's no there, there's nowhere. Like trying to find pitching right now, it's like I I watching the Hall of Fame inductions on Sunday. I taped it and watched it when I got back home after the game on Sunday. Has anyone explained to Jordan Diaz that if a ground ball is hit to his right, he doesn't get off the bag, start running. Has anyone explained that to him yet? Marty Lori texted me and said you did a fantastic job explaining that on post game. Oh my god, that's, um, that's very radio hall of famer Marty Lori. It's the greatness that is Marty Lori. Uh, yeah, I was I was very. Are we coaching people how to play baseball? What are we doing? Maybe I'll ask Bill Moriarty that. But on my way to the doctor's office today, I'm listening to Sirius XM. They act like, you know, oh, this they're, they're going over all the teams and all the needs. And I'm like, ha, ha, has no one been paying attention? Where are you going to get all these guys? Where are you going to go? I could line you up everybody's 40-man run. Where are you going to get this pitching? Teams who are good don't have pitching. So you think the bad teams are going to have pitching? The San Francisco Giants throw openers almost every single game because they got no pitching. The Dodgers, pitching rich. They're throwing guys you never heard of. Sheehan? Emmett Sheehan? He's I mean, Top 20 prospect I, in the Dodgers system. I, I mean, no one is pitching. Where are you going to go get this pitching? I think there's one team. Well, there's two. And they're the same division. Be the White Sox. Other guys have stunk this year, but they got guys. And now Detroit somehow has Eduardo Rodriguez and Michael Lorenzen, who are both available. Okay, if Michael Lorenzen <laughs> is somebody you're like, oh, that's an all-star. That's Watch it. that's a guy who's carrying me to the World Series. That tells you how bad the market is. It's an all-star. Just saying. That's ridiculous. I, I, that's where I think the A's come in. I'm gonna be honest with you. I would have not, knowing that I don't really have to give up much. If I want to not give up much and get more of a, I want to get more of a bargain here. I, and I want 
Why would you not trade for Paul Blackburn? Why would you not say, I have to give up basically not much for him, which from the A standpoint, give me somebody that I think that if we coach him up, things work out, he could be a big leader. I'd do that deal. Like a Hernays. We had no idea what Hernays was going to be. We were crying, oh, Cole Irvin, 200 innings, 30 starts. No. Wait, Hernays hits, and he can field, and now he's at AAA, and this guy could be in the big leagues by September. I'll take that deal. Go get another Hernays for Blackburn. And I like Paulie Winday, as you call him. Give me Paulie Blackburn. I, I'd, I'd be a team that I need innings. Teams need innings. I need innings. I'd go get Paul Blackburn. He's been linked a lot. I was reading something earlier about him. The, 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 the consensus was that the A's would hold on to him because he's not expensive and he kind of adds that veteran presence. Eh, I, I would still listen. Oh, I would listen. And remember, before Lorenzen had that good start against the A's before the All-Star break, if my notes were correct, I think his ERA was like 4.82 at the time. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, I, wonder, I haven't looked to see what it is. So, He's- if you're telling me you want a prospect for that guy, I'm like, get out of here. Lorenzen, I think he's a free agent after the year, too. Uh, Lorenzen is a free agent in 20, yeah, so after the year. Uh, he is an ERA of, actually, it's down to 349 now. Right before, go, no, go, go to his game logs, and I guarantee you his ERA when we were playing him, it was like 482 or something. It was high. It was close to five. Uh, when we played him, it was uh, 403. No, it wasn't close. Still high ish. God, I thought it was way higher than that. That uh, was 403 back in July. Oh, I Beginning point. of July. He was up to a five. It was early. Right, if that if that if that's what you're selling to your fan base, your big gun is Lorenzen. Good that's, luck. That's why, like the the, the names out there, like Marcus Stroman. And Mitch Keller, the Pirates. If you're the Cubs, what do you do with Cody Bellinger? I was, I was literally just going to tell you. I wrote it down on our playbook. I think he, he's the biggest guy probably traded the deadline. Why wouldn't you keep him? Is he for agent after the year? Who cares? They got Pete Crow Armstrong, man. It's the future. Why would you get rid of a guy? You, so they you, gave up to get Javi Baez. The Mets gave up. Why would you get rid of a guy who has the flexibility of him at his age? If he's figured it out again, he's an MVP. He's in like 319, I think, too, on the year. Why would you get rid of him? I mean, personally, I wouldn't, but they, they, it's not, they're, are the Cubs really going through another rebuild? Is that really what they're trying to do already? I, I just, why? My, that's not my question. My question, I'm not looking at their game plan. I'm saying, here's the player at his age, what he's been able to do. The fact that he can be a gold glove center fielder and a gold glove first baseman, you've got flexibility with him. Why would you off him? That's crazy. No, I'm with you. And he's only 28, so he's having a good year. And there's no way he doesn't have enough collateral right now in the bank to be demanding some huge stuff. One year is not going to get him. And you know what? If it ends up, I'll say – you know what? I'll look at him because Bellinger's already made good money. Uh, I, if Cody Bellinger resurrects his career in Chicago, which Chicago's one of the best places to play. Big market, great fan base, historic field, huge fan base. If you resurrect your career 
in Chicago. When it didn't work out in L.A., another great franchise, huge fan base. Where are you going to go that's going to be a better spot for you? Like, like, like who's really going to open up? Who's going to open up the, the, the purse and really? If you can get a, a, out of this Cody Bellinger, you get a great deal. You get a great deal. Staying in Chicago, that just seems like a good fit to me. They got money. They got plenty of money, right? And if you're Chicago, you've kind of you've this is like this is like found gold here. You didn't have to draft him, you didn't have to raise him, you didn't have to you just you got him for nothing and he's finally figured it back out. Obviously that shoulder injury, the surgery, all the stuff that he went through screwing up his mechanics, he's back. At his age, this is a guy that could be good. He's the type of player, because of his his build, that he could be good as he gets older, too. Super flexible, skinny, wiry power. Cody Bellinger, I would not get rid of him. I would keep Cody Bellinger. I, I'd get, And you know what? I'd pay him. I'd give him a good deal. I'm not going to try and go cheap. See, you kind of work a little bit kind of like the GMs do. you got to pay people. That's how the game works. You have to pay. You can't. You can't spend your whole life. You know. I, I, I look at the A's. Is that you want to constantly keep building a roster where no one makes anything? At some point, you got to pay people. Why wouldn't you want to pay Cody? Be- you don't think Cody Bellinger puts butts in the seats? You don't think Cody Bellinger in Chicago right now gets people to say, "Hey, let's go out to the ballpark," because you want to keep getting younger, not paying people. You're the Cubs, for God's sakes. Yeah, they make money as it is. I think like, how long are you going to do that? I think the thinking with this would be, there's it can go, I guess it's like a catch-22. Okay, he's great this year, and then you get him next, you sign him to a big deal, and he's not good again. Like, or, how big, what, what are we talking about? I'm not signing him to a $300 million contract. No, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, you sign him to, like, a, you know, a multi-year it's deal. Like, $70 million, $80 million. That's nothing yeah, that's, in baseball. No, it's not, but then you, we word that he doesn't, he just doesn't live up to it. But then again, he's he's really good right now. Who does? I mean, if, you, if we're going, if, we, if you're going by that mindset, how many guys live up to it? Not a lot. So you want to just be the Pirates forever? Can't pay anybody because they might not live up to it. Oh, well, they're already learning that right now. With a couple guys. You got to pay somebody. You got to pay some people. It's a business. You got to pay some people. I think the other side of it, they're looking. They could look at too. Is well, he's great right now. We flip him, get a couple guys back that could help us in the future, and he doesn't. He just goes back to where he was. I don't know. He looks like he's figured it out though. He's hitting over 300. Yeah, I think he's figured. He's ripping the baseball. Speaking of that. And he's a great athlete. He's a great – he's a former MVP. Look at his MVP year. Oh, I know. This I'm, is not – this is not. This is a guy who got hurt. Here's another guy that's having a bounce Don't back bring here. me this Westlake High School hack. Hey, Yelich has figured it. 289, 14 home runs, 850. That, to me, is not figuring it out. Uh, compared to where he was before? That's not figuring it out. Okay, tell me what his MVP year was. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about since then. I mean, since then he hit nine or he hit twenty or twelve, nine, fourteen, and he already has fourteen home runs this year. Okay, I'm looking at your computer. I'm looking at years where he hit three twenty six with thirty six home then, runs. Then the next year he hit forty four. And then he hit forty but what was his average? Uh three twenty nine. Three twenty nine and hit forty four home runs. Where is he at now? Uh two eighty nine. And how many home? Fourteen. I don't think he's figured. I mean, he's getting. I mean, he's better than the two fifty two he had last year. Okay, but he hasn't figured it out. 
Bellinger looks like a guy who's figured it out. The home run, the power is down, but everything else is up. No, his powers, his powers. Get remember, he was, he, he was hurt, got hurt. Then he went on the paternity list because his model girlfriend had their <laughs> second child. Hey, God, mean, Cody Bellinger's got a good life. I mean, he's he, got a swimsuit model girlfriend, by the way. Hit forty. What do you have? Forty, forty-seven. Go to the run? numbers. Go to the numbers. Forty-seven home runs in nineteen. Go to his numbers. I think that's what his numbers were. Is Look how good Cody. Like a lot of it. I know we shouldn't be spending this much time on Cody Bellinger, but he's having a fantastic year. Uh, in 2019, 156 games, uh, 305 average, 47 home runs, 115 runs batted in. That was MVP. Who had more home runs than him? He didn't lead. But look at this year in Chicago. He's only played in 68 games, 14 bombs, 44 RBIs, 918 OPS with a 319 uh, batting average, and he plays center field and he's 29. Eight. I assume he's 20. He's 28. He's 28? He's 27. No, he just turned 28. Just turned 20. But he came into this year at 27. He's in his prime. The biggest thing for me. He's in his prime. Listen to what you were saying. This is a guy in his prime, and you're like, I don't know. You would, uh, where are you going to find a guy in his prime who can play center field like this, who could play gold glove first base, and you're just going to ship him because prospects? Like, man, this is the problem with our game. How would, why would you give up something like this? I'm just impressed with the 48 strikeouts because he was a guy that was just up there, seemed like every time, all the time, three, three out of four bats. He hurt his shoulder. They didn't have the surgery. Remember, he hurt it during the 2020 yeah. World Series. Yeah. Like, look at his numbers, man. You'd give up on that? The guy's in his prime. I'm just glad he's back to where he was because he went from hitting 305 to 239, 165, 210. Yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, I said it earlier, Bill. Um, you know, we've always loved you, and you've meant so much to this program, but now you mean more than ever before. It's your job, not Ed Sprague, not the coaches. It's your job to go find us players who can be athletics and help us win at this level. Yes, well, well, I'm glad I could contribute to the uh, the the new look Oakland A's. But uh, uh, you know, obviously, uh, the uh, the A's minor league staff's been doing a job of developing these guys like Geloff and Soderstrom, yeah. who are now there. And you know, you're finally getting to to see them. Obviously, it looks like Geloff's ready. You know, Soderstrom's still just 21, might need a little more time. But there's more guys in the pipeline too. You know, now we've got Lawrence Butler down at AAA Vegas. We've got shortstop Daryl Hernandez down there at triple a vegas kyle mccann the left-handed hitting catchers hitting 290 at vegas also you got a guy like max schumann 
He's hitting 300. He's got an OBP of 400. Um, you know, a little older guy down at Vegas. So there are guys in the pipeline. There are more guys coming. So, you know, I think this is a good time to keep your eye on the ball and, and get excited about the new guys on the way. And, you know, hopefully um, they'll be after the trade deadline. Maybe there'll be a little more room for some of these guys as well, if we're lucky. Oh, uh, editor in chief of Athletics Farm. You go to at Athletics Farm. You're speaking my language because <laughs> um, I've been calling for it for a long time. Well, first off, let's start with this. As somebody that has dedicated your life to this, what does it mean to you when you do see the guys come up? And let's take a guy like Geloff, and Geloff comes up and has the success. How much fun do you have watching that? No, it's, you know, it's, it's really satisfying. I mean, a, a lot of fans don't follow the prospects quite so much, and they see a young guy come up, and yeah, it's good to see him doing well, but obviously you've been following a guy for a couple of years. It's even more gratifying. I mean, going back a little bit, I remember when Matt Olson and Chad Pinder were uh, living in a two-bedroom uh, house in Stockton with three other guys. You know, people are <laughs> sleeping on the couch, and I'm down there interviewing them in Stockton. You know, with, when those guys are really roughing it, to see guys like that years later finally make it to the major leagues makes it so much more rewarding and so much more fun when you finally see those guys breaking through and then you're able to see them in the clubhouse and, you know, remember how things were a few years ago. And it's just so, so gratifying to see that story, that climb up to the top of the ladder when, you know, a lot of guys don't make it. And when they do, it's exciting to see that. And it's even more exciting when you, when you see the journey that they went through to get that, it was by no means certain that even Matt Olson, as great a player as he was, was going to make it to the major leagues. I don't know if you remember, they called him up and sent him back down about half a dozen times before he stuck, you know, to, so to see a guy like that go through what he went through to stick and to be the success he is, it's just so gratifying. Hopefully we're going to be able to say the same things about guys like Zach Geloff, guys like Tyler Soderstrom as well. But you know, when you're, in a rebuild mode, I mean, those are the things you have to kind of cling on to. Those are the things that are fun, that make it worthwhile. You know, you've said it a million times. I don't want to go out to the park and see a bunch of mediocre veterans. You know, I want to see some young guys, even if they're they're still learning and they're struggling on occasion. It gives you something to, to pay attention to and look forward to and get excited about anyway. You know, hum, human beings live on hope. And you don't have a lot of hope when there's a lot of mediocre veterans in the lineup. You do have hope when there's young guys in the lineup anyway. We sell two things here at A's Cast Live, hope and worry. Two things. <laughs> and right now, we're selling hope. And back hey, well, on, you, you got plenty, plenty of them in stock right now, too. <laughs> all right. I, I, I'll tell you, the whole Matt Olson thing, I learned a lot. Now that Bob Melvin's not here, I can kind of tell some of, some of my secrets. Um, I think the way we handled Matt Olson was atrocious. I think the front office really screwed it up, that whole back and forth to Nashville. Even worse – that's where sometimes I don't give the front office they, – they don't deserve the credit because they were putting him out in right field. He was out you're, – yeah. you're talking about the one of the premier defensive first basemen of his time in the game of baseball. His organization was putting him out in right field, and it was Bob Melvin who's texting him in the minor league saying, don't worry about it. You're the first baseman of the future. You're the first baseman of the future. I mean, how bad is it? 
that you're taking one of the premier first basemen of his generation and in the minor leagues you are sticking him in right field. It's like how clueless. That was clu- that was clueless. It is what it is. It was clueless. So sometimes, you know, when people want to take all this credit, well, we drafted this guy, da, da, like, ah, uh, we followed the journey a little bit more than that. Uh, and I think it really said a lot about Matt Metals and the adversity he went through of being put in right field and having to go to Nashville back and forth and back and forth. I think w- the player he is today is because of the makeup and what he battled through. I think no question about it. And I, I look at guys now, um, and, you know, for Geloff, the thing that you like is when someone like you, Bill, comes on and says, this is what the guy does. And so many times we see the guy come up, and then he's not that guy. Geloff has been everything people has said. He's got size. He's athletic. He's fast for his size. He's got power to the to right center and to the opposite field. He can pull it. Like everything that you've talked about, we have seen so far. Yeah, you know, I think it to this sort of intangible thing that can't be quantified by uh, analytics, which is when a guy just really kind of knows what he's doing and has a professional approach across all aspects of the game. Those are the guys that tend to succeed. You know, Zach Geloff got a lot of great tools and skills, but he's not, you know, the most uh, overwhelming specimen, but he knows what he's doing. He knows how to hit. He knows how to play in the field, you know, and even when he doesn't succeed, he knows how to make the most of it, you know, and he knows how to come back and bounce back from that as well. And guys who have those sort of intangible qualities gives them a little a little better chance of succeeding despite their skill set, despite their tools, whatever they are. And I think Geloff is one of those guys that just always seemed to to know what he was doing, looked like he was ready for success. So, um, you know, some guys it takes a little longer to to develop some of the skills needed. But I think Geloff always looked like a bit of a polished player uh, from day one. But, you know, when you talk about um, the, the front office and some of the decisions that have been made in the past, I agree with you on the Matt Olson thing. And I remember talking to Matt Olson down at Nashville when he, you know, had been sent back down there for about the fifth time. And, you know, he, he, you know, he said, you know, I'm, I'm tired of getting on a plane back to Nashville. You know, it's, it's yeah. pretty dispiriting, you know. And when you've got a guy with as much raw talent as that, I think we'd all rather see him just give him a clear shot. If he fails, he fails. But, you know, give him a clear shot. Give him a clear opening. And when he finally got that, he did succeed. And just to go to something recently, uh, when the A's called up Jonah Bride when Ryan Noda went on the injured list. Look, Jonah Bride's a great guy, nice guy. We've seen him before. We know what he's capable of and what he's not capable of, right? We're not going to see, you know, some dramatic new Jonah Bride. Why not call up in that situation Kyle McCann, the left-handed hitting catcher who's hitting 290 down there, who hasn't had a shot in the big leagues yet? Why not in that spot take a flyer on a guy who hasn't had a shot yet? See what he can do. Maybe he can break through instead of making that conservative choice to going to a guy who's been pretty mediocre in the majors and, you know, isn't really going to offer you anything. And you're not really going to learn anything from having him on the roster for a couple of weeks. Give a new guy a shot. Let's see what he can do. You know, roll the dice a little bit. This is the time to not be so conservative. What do you got to lose? You know, yeah. um, you know, what are you what are you worried? You're not going to, you know, um, uh, get to, to uh, 250 winning percentage. I mean, you know, what, what are we worried about here? I mean, it's like what you did to Matt Olson, but what you did for Derek Barton. 
you fell in love with <laughs> Derek Barton and what you did to Matt Olson? I mean, shake yourself. I mean, Derek Barton, you forced Derek Barton to play in the 2013 series against the Tigers. You for and then he was terrible defensively and Bob Melvin said, "I've had enough." He never played again in the big leagues. I mean, the amount of yeah. the amount of time and the amount of love you gave Derek freaking Barton for all that time and stood up for him and all things and, and then in the end what Derek Barton ended up being was a guy who shouldn't be in big league baseball. Uh, don't even take me down the dark side. I want to talk about a guy because Lawrence Butler, we all get it. We've seen it. We get it. Uh, I think to give the front office a boatload of credit, when Cole Irvin was traded, I, it was upsetting, right? You're like, he's yeah. cheap. It's 200 innings. It's 30 starts. It's what this team needs. And who is Daryl Hernays or Hernays? Who is this guy? I don't know. He's not one of their top prospects. What are we doing? All he's done is hit. Bobby Crosby was on this show. Bobby loves him. Uh, Hernays is a guy that, I don't know, can he be a big league shortstop? If he hits, you're going to find a spot for him. Just what have you seen from double-A AA to triple-A, and how good do you think he can be? Well, I agree with you, because when the A's traded Cole Irvin, Daryl Hernias was, I think, the 16th-ranked Orioles prospect. It was like 15th you know, he, or 16th, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't high up there. And, you know, I thought the A's pitching was going to be pretty shaky this year, which it turned out to be. And I thought, why do you want to trade your most reliable starter for a number 16 prospect? But it turns out the A's didn't know what they were doing here. Give the front office credit. They saw something in Hernias, and he he you couldn't have expected better from him this year. He's hitting about 325 on the year between double A, triple A. He's still hitting over 300 since the call up to triple A. I think he's got, you know, a few extra base hits in his first few games there. He just seems to be, you know, a real, real hitter. And the guy still hasn't turned 22. He'll turn 22 next week. Still just 21. Questions about whether he can play shortstop long-term, but you know what? Do the A's seem to have a long-term answer at shortstop right now uh, in the big league answer? No. Do they have a shortstop who can swing the bat at all? Uh, <laughs> no. Well, then why not give this guy a shot before the season's through? He's done nothing but hit over 300 all season. Let's put him in the big leagues in September and see if he can play shortstop or not. I mean, you know, we've had virtually no production out of that position for a good while. And here's a guy who can swing the bat. Why not roll the dice? Put him out there in September. See what he can do. See what he's capable of. And then at least you'll know a little something more about that position heading into next year because it sure doesn't look like Nick Allen or Kevin Smith are going to be a long-term answer at that position. And, uh, you know, Daryl Hernandez is the, the next closest potential answer. So why not at least spend a, spend the final month of the year finding out if, what this guy can do at the big leagues? Again, the, the promotion to AAA hasn't slowed him down in the least. He seems to be on fire. He seems to be excited. He seems to be confident. And I think we all know that when a player's feeling confident, that's probably the most important uh, component to his success in the, in, at, at any level in baseball. You know, the great thing about Marcus Simeon, is that Marcus Simeon is a terrific athlete. So Marcus Simeon really is the type of player that you can kind of put anywhere. Like, he could, like where, where do you need him? He, he'll figure it out. At some point, he'll figure it out. He's now figured out second base. Wash helped him figure out shortstop. I, I guarantee if you put him out left, I, I, I would be confident at some point you could turn, put him in center field, he's not going to kill you. What kind of athlete is Hernays? 
Is he kind of like uh, a Marcus Simeon? Is he good enough that we you know, right, we'll find a spot for him, can put him in a lot of different spots? I mean, it, it's a good question. He really hasn't, you know, he's so young. He really hasn't played that much pro ball. And honestly... Uh, he really hasn't played around the diamond much. So, it, you know, he started, I think, all but a, all but like three games at shortstop this year. Yeah. So the A's have been leaving him at shortstop um, throughout the season. Whether or not he can play anywhere else, really, you know, it, it's just to be determined. He's really so young and such an unknown quantity at this point. Um, I, I, I think we just don't know. But I say give him a shot. Give him a shot at shortstop. See if he can handle it. If not, I think the most logical position would be, you know, second. We're probably going to have Geloff there. Well, maybe you can move him to third. You know, if that doesn't work out, try him in left. You know, the, the, the guy can swing a bat, you, you know, on, on this team. You got to be able to find a place for him somewhere. And if he's a if he's a professional athlete, you know, he can figure out how to play somewhere. He might not be a gold glover, but, you know, if you can hit, you can probably find a position on the field to play well enough to stick anyway. Yeah, you start thinking about Geloff and Soderstrom, and you start talking about Lawrence Butler and Jordan Diaz, and let's say Ernays er- 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 is one of the – I mean, they're all their ages are between 23 and 21, and you just start thinking of what kind of core is actually being built. It, uh, it could be something real special. Uh, Lawrence Butler, I mean, com- continues to be Lawrence Butler. We've been talking about him since – I mean, he took over spring training, and ever since spring training, he's been the guy. I mean, just talk about the season he's having. And and he was just called up to uh, to Triple uh, A Vegas a couple weeks ago. Hasn't missed a beat. I think in his first nine games at Vegas, he's got four extra base hits and he's stolen six bases in his first nine games. So in, the speed is there, the power is there. He's got an ability to play uh, in the outfield. He's been playing a lot of center field this year. Um, you know, he's also um, spent a lot of time in right. So, I mean, there's just there, there don't really appear to be any big holes left in his game. And to go up to AAA, play with the confidence he's been playing, to just go out there and start swiping bases every almost every game, you know, and hitting the ball hard every game. And you know, you've seen Lawrence Butler in spring training. The guy plays with confidence. He's an excitable player. He won. Wants to be out there under the lights. He wants to make things. I'd love to see him September too. Why not? Give him a shot. Give him a look. I mean, it's not like you know the A's are going to have three solid outfielders they can count on every day. Uh, I think you know probably suspect Loriano and Seth Brown maybe might not be in the mix uh, next year. We've got Blade. We've got Rooker. Uh, we've got your guy Cody Thomas up there now too. Yeah. But there are room. For more outfielders, I'd love to see Lawrence Butler in the in the major league mix next spring, you know, fighting for a job. Why not? What if you had four outfielders and you had Butler, Blade, um, Rooker, Ruiz out there uh, next year in the outfield mix? Uh, maybe you got Geloff at second. Maybe you're giving Hernandez a chance at short. Maybe you got a, a Jordan Diaz or a Brett Harris uh, getting a shot at third. Uh, you could have um, Langoliers, Soderstrom, Kyle McCann in the catcher first base DH mix along with Ryan Noda. I'd love to see him throw Max Schumann in there who's hitting 300 with a 400 on base percentage. He can play almost any position on the diamond. 
you know, put him on the roster. A roster like that, to me, would be fun and exciting to see next year. And you know what? It might just end up having a better winning record than the team does this year, too. I'm not saying I want to get into, into a time machine and go forward because I love football and football season's coming. Uh, my favorite holiday is Halloween, then Thanksgiving, then Christmas. But after what you just said, I'm ready for spring training. <laughs> yeah, so am I. Right? And, and- you know, why not go with that plan? Yes. I, I'm just hoping they don't go out right. in the offseason. You know and, what? Sign another Peterson or Diaz or something. Write you know? it down. I want you to write everything. You know what, Cody? Make sure everything he just said get on gets on paper, and we're going to give it to David Forrest going, this is exactly what I want to see. I want to see a bunch of young guys competing against each other. I'm going to go Jim Harbaugh on you. Iron sharpens iron. I want to see all these. I don't want one old guy. Well, you got to have one old guy. Find an old guy, whoever you want the old guy to be. But And they're not old. We're talking about a guy in his 30s. But I want a bunch of young 25 and under guys fighting like hell against each other to make the 26-man roster. And that team, let that team loose on Major League Baseball because at some point those guys will figure it out and then they'll be tough to beat. And the thing is, you know, I want to see a roster where all the guys are full of potential anyway. Maybe some of them realize it. Maybe some of them don't. But put them out there. Let them play. See whose potential flourishes and manifests and 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 run with that. But have a roster full of guys that have an upside, not just sort of safe, moderate, mediocre veterans. You know, young guys with potential. And you know what? You, you know as well as I do. You have a roster full of that. Those guys are going to be excited to be on the field every yes, day. And yes. they're going to make each other better. They're going to be excited. They're going to want to prove themselves and they're going to they're going to be greater than the than the sum of their parts, you know, and the A's have enough guys like that to go out and do that next year. And there's no reason not to. There's nothing to lose. You know, it'd be one thing if this team was winning and you don't want to, you know, risk something. But do that. Have a roster full of potential. Let's see. Let's see who succeeds. And I will put that in black and white for you. Yes, so, uh, blueprint. So you- We're going to say yeah. this is the blueprint. All right, I'm running out of time because we got pregame coming up. I'm just, I'm excited to talk to you, uh, and I and I want to get to the pitching. I do know this: if it, it, it's Blake Beers, right? It's Blake. Blake Beers, yeah. If Blake Beers can be here and be good, I've got sponsorship opportunities for him. I know he, <laughs> I know he has some of the top strikeouts in our minor league system, uh, but if Blake Beers can get here and and get outs we've got spawn i can just see it now hey this is blake beers and when i'm drinking beer i'm drinking lagunitas from petaluma i can just i could write the commercial right now but uh you've got some pitchers because we're excited about hitters i i don't hear a lot of excitement about pitchers in our system tell me who you're excited about yeah, well, as you know, most of the A's top pitching prospects have already, you know, been at the major league level this year. Waldachuk, Muller, uh, Tarnock, Miller, you know, maybe not all panning out as one would hope, but you got to look at the guys at the next level beyond that. So I just put a piece up on my Athletics Farm site um, uh, detailing the, the top performing pitching prospects in the system this year. And one of the top guys I mentioned to him, I think one of the last times we talked was Joey Estes at, at yeah. Midland. From the, the Braves, just- all right? Yeah, I came over from the Braves in the Matt Olson deal. Uh, you know, one of the names that wasn't at the top of the list. And last year, as a 20-year-old, Estes was really the, the most reliable starter at high A Lansing. 
This year, as a 21-year-old, he's been the best starter at Double A Midland. Uh, the guy's got the best whip of any starting pitcher in the A's minor league system. He's got the third best ERA of any starting pitcher in the A's minor league system. Uh, ERA is around 340 at Midland. He's just been really solid and dependable. And again, he's just 21 years old. He seems to have a knowledge and a feel for pitching. And he's got good command. He doesn't walk many guys at all, which is always good to see. Oh, Thank you very much. Thank you. you know? <laughs> and there aren't a lot of 21-year-old minor league pitchers who don't walk a lot of guys. And I'll tell you, Joey Estes is one of them. I think his strikeout-to-walk ratio is at least 3-1 to one anyway. All right. So, so that's like good that. to see. Joey Estes, double A. He should be, you know, in a position to be, you know, at least close to major leagues next year. Also a guy, Jack Perkins. He was the A's fifth round draft pick just last year out of Indiana. Got off to a blazing start at high A Lansing. Had a 250 ERA at Lansing early in the season. He's been promoted to double A Midland. Uh, on the season, he's got the best ERA of any pitcher in the A's minor league system. He got an ERA at 3.18, and he was drafted just last year and is now at double A. So Jack Perkins is also a guy to keep an eye on. And then just one notch below that, Jose Dicachea, who was drafted a few years ago by the A's in the eighth round out of high school in Arizona, had Tommy John surgery, was laid up, but he's been one of the most effective pitchers in the A's minor league system this year. Got off to a great start at Stockton. He's now at Lansing. He's got an ERA, uh, just a little, uh, I think it's 318 as well. He's just a fraction behind Jack Perkins. And Dicachea has been striking out nine and a half guys per nine innings this season after coming back from Tommy John surgery. So he's been, he's been doing really well. He's up at Lansing now too. So if he can stay healthy, he's got, he's got the stuff and, and the ability to uh, move up pretty quickly. So after we had the Mullers and the Waldachucks and the Tarnocks and the, and the Millers, I think some of the next guys to keep an eye on are Joey Estes, Jack Perkins, and Jose Dicachea, who are all having really great seasons uh, in the A's minor league system this year. We haven't seen a lot, but what we've seen so far, I like Freddie Tarnock. Big guy, big arm. How, how did you like him? Yeah, I think I think he's got real potential. You know, I think he's got a, he's got a good attitude. He's a fighter. Adler seems like, uh, you know, he wants to be out there competing. Hopefully they, they, they're they going to give him enough innings, you know, give him a shot to get out there and show what he can do the remainder of the season. I think he was a little bit of an underrated uh, talent. And, you know, the pitching staff is not uh, overwhelmed with, uh, you know, extreme talents at this point. I'd like to see Freddie Tarnock given as much of a shot to, to see what he could do. Uh, you know, maybe, uh, I, you know, I know he hasn't been stretched out much, but maybe, you know, use him as an opener, you know, get him a couple innings to start a game or something before before flipping it over. But I, I, I think, you know, he could have potential as, you know, maybe not a dominant pitcher, but, 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 a, but a solid arm in, in the A's uh, uh, staff going forward anyway. Well, I, 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 I got a lot more questions, but we got to get to actual the pregame show. You have always been important for our program, but you are now far more important than you've ever been before. You, my friend, need to help figure out, especially with all of these pitchers that they drafted and the college pitchers. I've been trying to tell people, you're a college guy in this system. You don't have a rotation up here where guys got contracts and big money, you're blocked. There is nobody, and this stands for position players, pitchers, 
This is like you've got a yellow brick road leading to Oakland. There's nobody standing in your way. No one's got a 10-year, $300 million contract. No one's blocking you. This is on you. I wish I could stand up in front of the draft class and go, you want to be a big leaguer? It's on you. Nothing's blocking you. And I got to think, Bill, you've got to expect for some of these pitchers, especially the college guys, it shouldn't take long. Well, like I like I just mentioned, Jack Perkins, he was just drafted last year. Mm-hmm. He's already a double A Midland. You know, I mean, that's not that far away from the major leagues. If if you're drafted, you come out and pitch well. There is a clear path straight to the big leagues for you at this point. That's got to be exciting. And if you're a talented guy who's, who's confident and knows what he's doing and isn't afraid of a challenge, you ought to you ought to get yourself out there on the mound and start slinging it. And know you could be on that big league mound in no time if you just do your job out there on the mound. Hey, great stuff we got to get to the pregame we'll talk soon great take care Tony. we'll put that plan in place for the front office and get next season to head in the right direction i love it be well coming up next we got giants and the a's thank you george contos and to bill for stopping by a's cast live we're back tomorrow at four o'clock coming up next a's total access brought to you by chevron it's summertime, and I can guarantee you, you probably need to redo your wardrobe. You, you want to look good, and you want to feel comfortable. This is Chris Townsend, and you got to go check out my friends at Link Soul. They've got all the finest fabrics. You're going to love the shirts, the polos, the shorts, you name it. Redo your look for summertime. Go to LinkSoul.com right now, and you can get an offer for 20% off. Remember, in the big leagues, to play good, you got to look good. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.